0: Welcome to Quiver Financial News and Monday's Financial Education. Today's topic, recession versus depression, definitions and differences. October 24th, 1999 was a Thursday. The decade leading up to that day was one of carefree affluence. Thanks to a combination of more jobs, higher wages and expanded access to credit, the middle class had more buying power than ever before. As luck would have it, there was an abundance of things to buy. Henry Ford's assembly line meant companies could now mass produce goods quickly and cheaply. Consumerism took its spot at the forefront of the American economy. Between 1920 and 1929, the U.S. economy had more than doubled. This was great news for the stock market. It trended upward for a decade, buying stock on the speculation it would continue rising, seemingly forever became a common occurrence. In the mid-2000s, money lenders found ways of helping unqualified borrowers get approved for mortgages. They then figured out how to sell that debt to other entities who could repackage it into a new kind of investment, private label mortgage-backed securities. As housing prices continued to rise, everyone made money. A lot of money. But eventually, the housing market began to crash, something people worry might happen again in the near future. When people could no longer afford their mortgages, the money began to disappear. Banks, other money lenders, and investors started losing money. And because their success, or failure, influenced the economy, things turned for the worst. In December 2007, the United States economy downturn officially became a recession. It would sub- subsequently be dubbed the Great Recession. It took years to recover. On October 24th, 1929, the stock market crashed. It initiated an economic downturn we now call the Great Depression. It lasted a decade. So what's the difference between a recession and a depression? Well, it's unfortunate that these two events happen. They give us a reference point we can use to illustrate the differences between these two types of economic contractions. But why is learning the difference important? Why should I know the difference? Well, believe it or not, recessions happen frequently. The exact number may vary depending on who you ask, but some estimate that America has faced around 34 major recessions since the founding of the country. Around a third of these happened after 1948. Will experts have a hard time creating a definition of a depression that everyone can agree on? Most agree on one thing. America has really only faced one major depression. So why should you know the difference between a recession and a depression? Here's what we think are the two primary reasons. One, to help you prepare for the most common recessions and two, to help alleviate your worries about extraordinary rare depressions. Recessions are gonna happen. We've averaged one every six years or so in the last seven decades. In fact, many worry we might be experiencing a recession at this very moment. As investors, we can use that knowledge to recognize the signs of a looming recession create a plan of action to sustain us throughout the downturn, like learning how to invest during a bear market, and give us the patience to wait it out. We know it won't last forever. On the other hand, depressions almost never happen. Yes, a depression has the potential to spell disaster for us. If you're concerned about one, I say draft up a plan, put it in a drawer for safekeeping. The odds are you'll never need it. But on the off chance that you do, you'll have it. Either way, you don't have to worry. Now on to some basics, defining economic downturns. Before we discuss their differences, it might be helpful to put on paper exactly what these two terms mean. So let's talk about definitions. What is a recession? A recession is a significant decline in economic activity that lasts at least a few months. The National Bureau of Economic Research defines a recession as occurring when there have been two consecutive quarters of economic decline. Several events and situations can trigger a recession. Whatever the trigger, the result is usually a widespread reduction in spending that affects businesses, the stock market, and other economic factors. What's a depression? Again. There's no definition of an economic depression that all economic, economists can agree on. This is likely due to their rarity. With few things to compare it to, it's hard to determine the common characteristics. What most can agree on is that a depression is a much, much bigger version of a recession. This is usually characterized by a sharp extended economic downturn that lasts several years. Depressions. Feature severe declines with harsh effects spread across the economy. So, what's the difference between a recession and a depression? If a depression is just a recession but bigger, does that mean the only differences are based on size? The short answer, yes. The more complicated answer, yes, but the differences are of such enormous size that they're worth discussing. That said, Here are the key differences between a recession and a depression. Number one, duration. Though recessions can last up to a few years, they often peter out much more quickly. On average, they last about 10 months before they even out and begin to trend back up. Because of their frequency and compressed timeline, they're considered part of the normal business cycle a cycle of alternating economic expansion and recession. Business cycles can fluctuate in length, but they average about 4 years. Recessions are simply a natural part of the ebb and flow within that time. Because they are more rare, depressions are harder to nail down. According to most economists, a depression lasts for at least 3 years. That is longer than a recession, at a minimum experts have a hard time deciding when the great depression ended as well most common consider the end to be 1939 though some think it didn't end until 1941 when world war ii helped boost the manufacturing in the us let's look at the duration of our examples the great recession was december 2007 to june of 2009 roughly about 19 months the great depression october 29th to give or take 1939 roughly 10 years now the effects on unemployment because of a hallmark of a recession is a large decline in spending businesses can have a hard time keeping their revenue up this usually means cutting labor as a result unemployment rates unemployment rates go up when the economy is doing well Unemployment in the U.S. usually hovers at or below 5%. During a recession, unemployment can climb to 8% or higher. It's no surprise that during a depression, unemployment is much worse than during a recession. While this is a big problem today, it was even bigger during the Great Depression. Federal social nets didn't exist until FDR introduced legislation for Social Security and unemployment insurance as part of its new deal. Great Recession Unemployment – 10% Great Depression Unemployment – 25% or higher Wage Rates When markets and businesses aren't doing well, they scramble to cover their losses. You might think this would affect wages during a recession, and in a way it can. Wages don't typically go up or down during a recession. Instead, wages usually stagnate. This is become because companies would prefer to let employees go rather than lower wages, hence the rising unemployment. Ironically, the Great Recession came at a time when citizens had been calling for wage increases, which actually occurred during the Great Recession. Because there was no minimum wage during the Great Repression, Depression, however, it's hard to determine how wages changed. But from what we can tell, wages went down during the Great Depression. For some, at least, this is likely because jobs were so hard to come by, and workers eventually decided lower pay was better than no pay at all. If you're interested in learning in more specifics, I recommend the study by economist Curtis J. Simmon. Wages during the Great Depression, or Great Recession, went from $5.15 to $7.25. Wages changed during the Great Depression are unknown. Effects on GDP and the stock market The gross domestic product is the total market value of all financial products, finished, produced, ready for immediate sale. Produced and sold within a given time period. Because of their effects on business and production, economic downturns usually also have an effect on the GDP and the stock market. During a recession, the GDP might fall around 2%. During a rather rough recession, it could fall as much as 5%. The stock markets also fall. As an example, we can look at the S&P 500. During most of the recessions we've experienced since the end of World War II, the S&P has fallen on average 29% with a median of about 24%. For depressions, it gets much worse. Again, we look at the Great Depression. At its worst point in 1933, GDP fell about 30%. As for the stock market, 1932 saw the Dow Jones fall a whopping 89%, below its highest point. Having lived through the Great Recession, it's hard to imagine how much worse it must have been during the depression. Let's compare. The Great Recession, GDP fell less than 1%. The S&P 500 fell 55%. The Great Depression, GDP fell over 30%. The Dow Jones fell 89%. Scope of legacy. I know I keep stating how much worse a depression is, But please understand that recessions are also quite bad. It's just that they have a different effect on many people. They have a sphere of consequences and have many lasting effects. Things got hard during the recession during the depression. It's not hyperbole to say that most people barely had enough money to survive and many didn't even have that much. And then things changed by no means is everything perfect these days, but we do owe a debt to the policymakers who saw what happened leading up and during the Great Depression and made moves to ensure that things would not get that bad again. I like to think of it this way. The legacy of a recession is that it changes people's minds. The legacy of a depression is that it changes everybody's life. While recessions can often lead to some policy changes and a change, changing of personal plans, the Great Depression can cause a complete paradigm shift. With every paycheck, we still pay into Social Security. We still maintain a minimum wage, which, though fallible, is still an effort to ensure people can afford to sustain themselves. The Security and Exchange Commission and the International Monetary Fund both exist as a result of the Great Depression. The United States has experienced 34 recessions and one major depression. We talk about a small fraction of all those recessions, but we still talk about 100% of the depressions, because we must. Thank you for tuning in to Quiver Financial's Monday's Financial Education. Stay tuned for next week's episode.